Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Lex. Let's change the way we talk about money. Definitely said that intro wrong, but it's all good. Um, happy Tuesday, you guys. I hope everyone is having an amazing week so far. I mean, it's only Tuesday, so hopefully your week just gets even better from here. On the show today, we have our very first guest of the year, Taisha Flagg. Um, We actually connected via this Slack group called Ladies Get Paid. Um, I actually found out about the group a few years ago um, from Crystal, who was a guest on the show, geez, probably like two or three years now. Um, But yeah, that Slack group has been really instrumental and just like you know finding out finding out about jobs there's like advice groups about like personal finance mentorship things like that so um it's a really great and resourceful place and how me and ty connected um so ty is a creative content strategist she's currently freelancing right now um and she is definitely like hustling hard to get those clients um she is one that does not take an unanswered DM for, hmm, I want to say for granted, but I don't think that's the phrase, but she's definitely not one to kind of like let your unanswered DMs discourage her. She's definitely um, all about the grind. Um, So on today's episode, we talk about kind of like the great resignation, her mindset about work, um, and just what she kind of hopes for the future. I said it before in a previous episode, but I think that this year, um, well, really the last year and a half has shown us people's thoughts and mindsets in regards to working their career has shifted a whole lot due to the pandemic. Um, And since I'm since I've gotten out of debt, um, I kind of wanted to explore the world of like career, how people got to where they are, how, um, where are people going and things of that nature. So I think that this is a first great guest episode of the year to kick that off with. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, feel free to DM me, Financial Flex Podcast, or um, my personal Instagram at that's so Lex. Um, the O and so is actually a zero. Um, And yeah, and as always, if you love this podcast, find it insightful, share it with literally anyone who has ears, even your dog, because that's a listen. It's a stream. (laughs) So yeah, I hope that um, you guys enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys later. My name's Haisha. I go by Ty. I am a creative content strategist. I started doing that full time when the pandemic hit. So like in 2020, but I wasn't picking up a lot of clients at the time. So I really started getting into my craft in 2021. But yeah, that's pretty much about me and my little work background. (laughs) (laughs) So before you were um, a creative content strategist, like what were you doing prior? Girl, I was working at the mall. (laughs) So, and you were just like, I've got to make a switch. And you just decided, you know what? I'm just going to dive right into being like a strategist and, and, and just go. So I went to school for international business, but then I realized like, I don't want to do that. That's not really my thing anymore. So when I was working at the mall, I didn't really um, know what I wanted to do full time. And I was just you know, like, you know, back and forth. I was a little bit younger. The pandemic has definitely aged us all. So... 
like that time then it was just like okay I'll just I'll just take this little part-time job and do my content on the side like I always did social media strategy on the side but I never did it full-time because I was like okay I'm not really picking up any clients I need to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing and how to contact them and jobs just jobs in the industry just were not accepting me at the moment I'm not sure why so I just had to work at the mall job and it was it was good for the time being no I definitely understand that when I first graduated college like literally my first job out of college was like at a mall too and I was just kind of like well I've got to do something because at the time I wanted to get into entertainment and that's like so hard to get into so I was like you know what I'm just gonna like you know work part-time at the mall work part-time as a server and just figure it out from there so I definitely understand um, yes, I had a lot of server days too, a lot of um, hostess jobs, which I I really commend those people that work in that industry. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Like people need to be kinder, have a lot of compassion. Like there are so many people who literally could not last 20 minutes into like a server shift. Like, so yes. just be nice, you know? Yeah. And if you if you think about it, working in those type of service industry, it really teaches you a lot about patience, about working with all different types of people, about how to respond to different types of people. So I don't knock it. I just it just was not for me. And some people really make bank as servers and hostess. So, again, it just wasn't for me. (laughs) I'm not a like, you know, in my face, be angry type of person. So I had to get out of the industry. (laughs) No, totally feel you. Um, So before we like dive deep. I want to just ask you like a quick icebreaker question. Um, What's your favorite movie character of all time? So, you know, I don't have one of the favorite characters, but I know that I have a favorite Avenger. Does that count? Yes, that counts. (laughs) Okay, so my favorite Avenger, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't have any powers. It's my man, Clint Hawkeye. Like, I love him so much. He's just very tactical. I love archery and... He just, he's so comical in the way that he says things. So he's just the best, even though he doesn't do much, even though he's not like the Hulk and has superpower, he really gets things done. Okay, so this um, specific episode, so a lot of my episodes are focused super heavy on like personal finance. Um, That's pretty much like what this podcast was founded on. Um, Just like my journey to paying off my student loans. And then along the way, I started to like interview other people just about like their money mindset and things like that. However, um, the pandemic has kind of come in and shifted so many things for us. Um, so I really wanted to going into the new year to kind of talk more about um, careers and how like the pandemic affected careers and how people pivoted. Um, so that's pretty much like what this episode today is going to be about. Um, so I would love to know, um, first of all, like how did the pandemic impact your industry? Like, you know, as a creative content strategist. To be honest, I really think that it, it impacted the industry in a kind of positive way. And I say that because these big companies were scrambling, trying to get their workers to stay on, trying to get their agencies to be staffed. And, you know, during that time, they had to make a lot of cutoffs. So it helped entrepreneurs and it helped small business owners and sole proprietors to really get out there and market themselves. And especially with content, you're going to need that regardless. People were making so much content during the pandemic. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know who to turn to. So who did they turn to? They turned to freelancers. They turned to people who worked for themselves in the industry of content marketing and social media management, whether it be copywriting or doing analytics, they really turned to those people who were doing it for themselves instead of going to big businesses that were telling them, we can't help you at this time because we don't have the staff. Right. 
So I feel like it really affected us in such a positive way because people were making so much more money. And (laughs) to be honest, I wasn't getting any callbacks from big companies or agencies. I was doing it all myself. So everything that I did, I outsourced myself and people seen my work and they appreciated it more. That's amazing. I feel like one of the, the biggest things like during this pandemic is like the whole like great resignation. And I feel like a lot of people, oh, I've like the media coverage has been about people leaving their jobs, but I'm like, there are also a ton of qualified people looking for new roles and how hard it's been to like, you know, land something new because it's just so competitive. I'm like, can someone talk about that, please? Because all I'm hearing is it's the job market's so hot. It's so easy to find a job. I'm like, there are so many people right now who are applying and getting ghosted or not making it on to final rounds like it's so crazy um so yeah I I can see that but in the same sense like before like I said before the pandemic and before the great resignation I wasn't getting anything like anything and I kind of think that it's because so I work like I said I work freelance and I visually made my profile stand out I made it make a statement like I was reading so much during the pandemic, like, how can I make my thing? How can I make my um, resume and my portfolio stand out? And really all I did was add color. I added, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I added, <laughs> I added like this background on my resume. And every time somebody comes back to my resume, they're like, your resume is amazing. And there's really nothing on it. It's just how it looks. It's how it's presented. And it's so funny because people really aren't talking about how people are trying to shift their careers. They're just talking about, oh, the job market is so hard, like you said so hot like you said but it's not hot in a way that it's really amounting to anything right no definitely so how were you able to take advantage of the changes that were happening so like you mentioned um you know people scrambling to fight like you know kind of outsource um like content being created and and things like that so how were you able to just like take advantage of um this opportunity So at first I was really stuck and it took a while. It took a couple months, like maybe four, five, six. (laughs) I can't put a range on it to really get in the flow of, okay, how am I going to make this beneficial for me? And I realized I don't really need to work that hard. I'm in a networking group. It's called Ladies Get Paid. And it's these bomb women from all around the world. They connect, they send job offers. They talk to freelancers. They help you on industry advice. They help you on finance. And I was like, you know, let me use this to my advantage. So I started talking to them more, more and more going on more virtual events, doing a lot of therapy sessions, group therapy sessions to make connections. Yeah. I didn't, I did not know they offered that. Um, I need to find that Slack, that channel. I can definitely send it to you after the fact. I am, my short-term memory is so bad. I'm so sorry. Long-term memory is perfect. I can see something on the wall from five years ago, but if you talk to me like 30 seconds ago, I'm like, what? What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) So I can definitely send it to you. Yes, but group therapy helped a lot. And I just made connections through there. I stayed connected with the people in my industry and my network. Even the people who weren't in my industry, they referred me because they knew the job that I did. They knew the work that I did. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I stay connected. And it's crazy because even during the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Like, I don't want to sit here and not do anything productive because I don't like, it's not that I lose my craft, but it's just like, if I'm not working on it for a long time, it's it's kind of hard to get back in the flow of getting on a system, you know? Right. So I took this mentorship with this woman named Krista Clark. 
And she is bomb. She's very bomb. She's a marketing expert. And she her business was called Cubicles to Cocktails. So I took an internship with her to do some of her social media work. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I've ever taken, even though it was such a small role. But at that time, I'm like, you know, I don't know everything. Let me learn from somebody who has small business, who is in this space and who's willing to teach me. I love that. I love that. Like, it just seems just like, hearing you like you definitely just like took like initiative I feel like a lot of people would have been like ah, eh, like it's not working out for me so I'm just gonna like fall back and you know just do something else but you were like no like let me utilize my resources let me reach out and like let me like figure out how to like make this work for me which I like love yes you you have to I mean nothing's ever going to come to you one thing about me is if something does not work for me I will let that go. I have no problem letting go and start again. That's just one thing that I've always been consistent with. (laughs) No, I love that. And it's not even to say like, it's a way of, oh, well, why would you start something and not finish it? I started it, I finished it and I realized it wasn't for me. So, and it wasn't adding value to me. So I moved on to something else. Right. No, literally love that. That's definitely something I feel like people should like keep in mind. Like did something, tried it, I'm done with it. It either served me, it didn't serve me, but I'm on to the next thing. Like, let's, let's keep evolving, you know? Yes. (laughs) So, um, in regards to like, I've, well, let me back up. So I feel like the last two years, the concept of work has changed for like so many people and, and like what work is, what it needs to be, like how it works for people in their personal life. Um, so how did your mindset shift in regards to like work and society's expectations of it? I have one statement and then that's it. <laughs> so my mind shifted in a way of work smarter and not harder. And that's literally how I perceive everything. I was working so hard to try to get these jobs and try to get people to notice me. And you know what? I was like, why am I working this hard and it's not working? Let me work smarter. Let me make connections and build um, relationships, talking to people to get my foot into the right door. And that's how I've lived ever since. (laughs) I love that for you. So I do have one question that just popped up into my head. So a lot of people talk about like networking. They're like, you know, just reach out to people. Um, how do you handle like rejection in terms of networking? So like, let's just say there's someone that you really want to get connected with. And for whatever reason, they're just not responding to your messages or they just respond and they go ghost. Like, how do you handle that? To be honest, it's just a part of the game and I handle it by, okay, if they're not responding now, like me, I'm not a person. If I want a client, I want a client. I will email you. I will do the whole fill out application that you set up. And if you're not going to respond to that, I will go to your Instagram and write you. I just did that today, actually. (laughs) I will go to your Instagram and write you. I will message you again. And if I'm not getting a response, okay, I'll do a little follow-up in a week or so. But the great thing about it is they're not going anywhere. There's always going to be opportunities for you to reach out to them again. I want to pick up this client, um, actually, that I seen in 2020 and they were hiring, but I didn't hear back from them. And I was like, okay, maybe it's because of COVID and nobody's really hiring people. They don't, it's, it's an agency, a marketing agency. And I was like, maybe they don't really want to hire people right now. I'll just save them and come back to them. I actually wrote them a couple of days ago and I was like, okay, let me just try this. Let me think really positive. They had um, 
a social media influencer job pop up on their screen. And I don't really know much about social influencers, but I know how to speak to people and I know how to do metrics and it's kind of the same mindset. So if you just apply that, it's going to work out for you. I was like, okay, let me write them. I wrote them and I got a response. So I just say, never give up. If you really want to work with somebody, they're going to get tired of you writing them and finally write you back. Yes. Whether it's a, <laughs> whether it's a no or it's a yes, it's like at least you see that your efforts like bear some fruit. So that's like yes. amazing. Um, and your point to like influencer marketing. Yeah. It's literally just how you described it. Like, I feel like as long as you can talk to people and read metrics, cause I work in like that space, you're literally golden. It's, it's not that. Not yeah. I mean, the job titles that they come up with now, I just don't understand. I'm saying as if, if I'm like 45, but <laughs> I just don't understand it. It's like, this is not what it's called. Like sometimes I'll look at content strategists or creative strategist roles and I'm like, this is not what this is. This job is, but okay. <laughs> yes, they're, yeah. Companies are getting real creative with, with their job titles and like the descriptions. It's like, oh, all right then. Right. If that's what you think it is, I'll help you understand that it's not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. So um, do you consider your yourself to be part of the millions or maybe thousands? I'm not really too sure of the numbers. It's probably leaning towards millions of people who joined um, the Great Resignation. Um, and if not, why? I say no, because I got laid off when the pandemic was happening. So I didn't get a chance to resign or leave and say, I'm not doing this anymore. I know my worth and I need more from you. I didn't get a chance to do that. But I'd say that if I was in that type of space, I would have took that leap. But you know, to each his own, everyone is different. I, like me, I'm single. I don't have a family. I still live at home and I don't have that many bills to pay. So for me, it was easy. It was like, okay, if I'm going to be broke, I'm going to be broke in my parents' house. (laughs) you know and some people can't say that which I understand but to the people who did I I want to say congratulations I'm happy that you took that step for yourself to understand what you need and your worth and realize that you can do more in a different space is your work identity attached to how you view yourself or like your self-worth at all it wasn't before but I would say now that it is yes um it's not who I am it doesn't take up, it doesn't consume me, but it's something I think about every day because I put so much effort into making who I am and making my brand and making the services that I provide stand out that I want them to be, you know, accepted and appreciated. But for someone to be like, do you feel that if somebody doesn't accept your work, you're worthless? Absolutely not. Because I know that somebody else will. And it's never, it's never really a thing for me. Like, oh, I need to be accepted. If you don't like the work that I do or the prices that I set, that is absolutely up to your discretion, but there's someone else who will. So I don't take it in a way as like, oh, it's going to make me, it's going to break me. It's going to make me depressed. Does it make me sad when I don't get to work with some people? Yes, absolutely. But I keep pushing. So the identity is still there. It's still this strong woman who thrives for more. Um, And actually another question just popped up into my head. As far as like, setting your rates and things like that like how do you how do you go about that that is a very good question I'm still trying to figure that out because I'm new to freelancing and (laughs) it was crazy because I took on this one client where I was I couldn't believe the price that I was getting paid and I'm like I could never charge that again like it wasn't really me like somebody that referred me was like oh they were like you know your prices are good but you should be doing more and the day rate prices I was like whoa, I'm never going to get this job again. (laughs) 
unless like I take on like five clients. But I think that I set it in a way as it just depends on the work. So say that I'm working with a client that only needs five hours. I'm not going to charge them as much as if I'm working with somebody who needs 30 hours. That just doesn't make sense. It's not realistic. And if I want that job, I'm going to scale down a little bit. Now, am I going to be like, oh, I can work for $10? No, but but I will scale down because they don't need as much for me. They don't need me to create as much. They don't need me to give them as much strategy, strategy throughout the month. Like it might be one or two things that they need per month or per week versus me making, I don't know, 10 pieces of content, me planning out strategy for a year. So it really just depends on the amount of work that someone is offering or the type of client that is. If if it's a high profile client, they can pay more. I can increase my rates. If it's somebody that I know is a startup business and they can't pay as much, I'm not going to sit here and bombard them with, you know, too much work. I'll just scale back or uh, ask for more incentives if working for them. Right. No, that as far um, as like, you know, do you get raises within a couple months of working with you and such as? Mm-hmm. No, that definitely um, that definitely makes sense. Um, so you touched on it just a little bit, but can you like talk a little bit more ex- uh, about like exactly what a creative content strategist like does just for like someone who may be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, what does that entail? It depends on the organization, but to me, I do strategy as far as implementation, ideation, and execution. So I'll help a business figure out their tone of voice, or I'll help them figure out why is this post performing more than a post that happened a month ago. It's a strategy in a way that I'm going to connect you with your audience and figure out which way to make it better. Love that. I feel like a lot of businesses like need that. Like they just need to know like, okay, like this is the reason like why you're not getting like the people that you're wanting. Like this is like what we need to switch and things like that. So that's like really cool. Like, so in that process, like, do you ever like create content at, like at all? Like, like videos? I get the ideas. Yes. I get the ideas for the content and I um, work with like digital designers or copywriters to execute the content. So I'm really just I'm really making what they should be performing beside instead of um, making what the content for what they need. What are some professional goals that you hope to achieve this year in 2022? I don't know yet. I'm not going to lie. I don't know yet. It's like I wrote these whole goals out, but they're not really surrounded by my professional goals. I think it would just be to obtain more clients, get better stability a lot more growth and partnerships with brands and people that can help me make my step further in the future. Cause by the time I turn 30, I want my own content um, consultancy. Oh, I love that. And Hey, I feel like you don't have to like know exactly. I don't know. I, I just feel like we're all trying to figure it out. So sometimes when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, literally, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm taking it day by day. Like, well, ask me like tomorrow. So yeah, I don't really have <laughs> a set plan for it, but I know that like, you know, I want to grow. I want to create more partnerships. But as far as exactly what I'm going to do this year with my industry, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like you said, I'm taking it day by day and that's fine for me because it's been working. Yeah. exactly that's all that matters um so if people want to get like in contact with you um work with you like where can where can they find you or or get in contact with you they can get in contact with me by my personal email 
which is taisha.flag at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo, sadly. And on my Instagram, which is pink underscore lips tie T-Y. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, this was wonderful. I love talking to you. It was actually very fun and great. I, I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm.